was kind of like caught in a cycle of waking up, feeling awful, staring at myself in a mirror, talking to myself in a mirror, promising myself that this was the last day. And then by three o'clock in the afternoon, making plans to do something else. The whole higher power God piece, it's like, it's not about coming up with a system or something. It's just realizing it's not you. <laughs> just get past it's not you. Derek World didn't work. Maybe it's <laughs> better to give something else a chance. So that's kind of where I'm at. Welcome to the Daily Reflection Podcast with your hosts, Michael L. and Lee M. On this show, we try to provide inspiration through interviews with members of the recovery community. We are not aligned with any 12-step or recovery programs, but you will hear them mentioned throughout the course of an interview. Today on the show, Derek A. from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Derek shares on the concept of being active, not passive. Before we get to the show, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd love to get a review, a rating from you that would help us expand the reach of the show, maybe possibly reach more newcomers. Lee and I would greatly appreciate that. Hope you enjoy this episode. Good morning, Lee. How are you? I'm doing great. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. What is going on for today? Well, today we have Derek A. from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, here to share with us on the daily reflection for today, of course, which is active, not passive. Awesome. Well, Derek, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the podcast. Great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So um, maybe you could introduce yourself, uh, let, let the audience know who you are, where you're from. Uh, well, originally from Houston, Texas, born and raised there through uh, high school and one year at college in Texas. And then I moved up to New Jersey and then did all of my college in New Jersey at Rutgers. And then I went over to England for a year, came back to grad school at Columbia University in the early 90s. And then um, at that point, I just come to New York for a long period of time until I mm -hmm. met my wife and moved to Philadelphia, I guess, in 2012. Terrific. Well, it's great to have you on the show. We start the show out the same way every day. We ask for the guests to read the Daily Reflection. Would you mind starting us off? Uh, March 24th, active, not passive. Man is supposed to think and act. He wasn't made in God's image to be an automaton, as Bill sees at page 55. Before I jo joined AA, I often did not think and reacted to people in situations when not reacting, I acted in a mechanical fashion. After joining AA, I started seeking daily guidance from a power greater than myself and learning to listen for that guidance. Then I began to make decisions and act on them rather than react to them. The results have been constructive. I no longer allow others to make decisions for me and then criticize me for it. Today and every day, with a heart full of gratitude and a desire for God's will, to be done through me, my life is worth sharing, especially with my fellow alcoholics. And above all, if I do not make a religion out of anything, even AA, then I can be an open channel for God's expression. I love that. How does that resonate with you today as you read it? Well, um, at least for me, when I was really kind of stuck in my addiction, you know, I wasn't able to really kind of um, um, plan or take take control of anything. Um, I was kind of like just uh, caught in a cycle of 
waking up, feeling awful, um, staring at myself in a mirror, talking to myself in a mirror, promising myself that this was the last day. And then by three o'clock in the afternoon, making plans to do something else. Um, you know, uh, for when I was at its worst, I, I just felt like I, I wasn't able to, to it was so much management of, um, managing, managing the addiction and then managing, um, all the attendant lies that go with it. So, yeah, I think in recovery, you know, that just a lot of people are very grateful for the things that they have. And I'm grateful for the things that I do have, but the things I'm very grateful for the things I don't have, which is being a slave to all the anxiety and all of the managing all of the BS that goes along with trying to maintain it. Um, and in many ways you just kind of lose control of your life or not active in it. You're kind of something else is controlling you. So for me, I've just been able to make plans. <laughs> I've been able to kind of wake up, seize control of my day most days and finally just kind of start thinking about things other than how to manage my dysfunction. And the, the reflection talks about sharing with fellow alcoholics. How, how do you do that today? Well, mainly I, uh, I have a home group in Philadelphia that I was going to brick and mortar until the pandemic. And then we meet on our Zoom calls. That's kind of the extent of the, the sharing that I do with alcoholics, um, you know, is through the group. I mean, I'm not really out there meeting a lot of people in active addiction because one, just being locked away. And frankly, I'm almost two years sober. And that first year was really sort of like uh, a triage situation of stemming the bleeding, cauterizing the wound, uh, addressing the wound, which didn't, you know, there wasn't a lot of room there outside of my initial kind of service to the group being an intergroup representative, uh, getting into some sort of service that wasn't really out there trying to support um, fellow addicts. I think I'm coming to coming to almost completing my first cycle through the steps. And I kind of told myself that I really didn't feel comfortable sponsoring or getting into too much service until I completed the steps at least once. So the reflection says that it just says at the top, before I joined AA, I often did not think and reacted to people in situations. And when I wasn't reacting, I was just acting in a mechanical fashion. Yeah. Do you relate to that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, cause everything was filtered through the, um, everything was, was premised on hiding or lying or, you know, moving money around or just, I had a very strict set of scriptures that I had to kind of maintain to keep the whole addiction uh, project going, uh, whether I liked it or not. I, I kind of slept, walked through a lot of stuff that I regret sort of the, the finer things in life just kind of fall by the wayside, you know, a lot of the, a lot of nuance and a lot of um, options are kind of taken away from you when you're trying to manage an addiction. Like what kind of things? Being in the moment, I think, you know, the idea of just like, you know, really just in, just kind of taking stock of where you're at and where you're going because you're so immersed in this sort of, you know, this self-imposed uh, cycle of behavior. I just, you know, now it's just sort of, um, Without all that anxiety, I, I feel I can actually make plans for the future. You know, I can, I, I wake up in the morning. Uh, I don't like 
go through a, a routine uh, that I used to go through. Now my routine is one of meditation and journaling and sometimes creative endeavors that, I, that I'm involved in, you know, art or music or whatever, or reading. Um, but my big ones are, you know, my journaling and my meditation where I actually actively listen to the voice that I need to listen to, which is kind of taking stock of myself. You know, so when I was kind of searching to, you know, I guess when I first kind of came out to my wife about being an addict, you know, it was very painful. It was a huge upheaval, cataclysmic kind of situation, a lot of shame. And uh, that first year, it's just, just a lot of trying to just kind of get over that. I mean, and then finally, you know, as, as time progressed and I you know, went through outpatient rehab and uh, weekly or biweekly therapy. Um, and then my uh, AA program, you know, I've kind of been able to kind of take more control of my life and then participate in it and actually be present for it with my friends and my family. That's it's beautiful. It's one of the promises. Um, so I'm hearing a little bit about shame and guilt of the past. How sure. do you feel like the, the program has given you tools to deal with those things? Well, I, I guess maybe um, the chance in the morning to just kind of check in. And when I go through my meditation, you know, I, I kind of try to find a, uh, you know, I do it to, to, to be consistent, you know, and, and, you know, Sometimes it works for me in the moment. Sometimes it's sort of a long-term project, but I think it sometimes, you know, the, I think the idea of just kind of checking in with myself very deliberately and on a consistent basis to the point where you're just, you know, how do I feel? How does my body feel? What's that lump in your stomach or what's the butterfly in your stomach? Sometimes it's something that got said or a, a confrontation or a conversation that didn't fully resolve the day before that I, you know, <laughs> hell, when I was, when I was an active addiction, I avoided conflict, you know, cause I was just, that was just like something, you know, I would just be like shut down, isolate, certainly never like listen to the, you know, never listen to my body, obviously, and ignore and not really face down those things, you know, those, you know, those, those con the difficult conversations that need to be had in daily life, you know, you just kind of withdraw from that. And now I, I listen to my body. I listen to my, you know, a lot of times anxiety and stress and, 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 uh, and kind of problems that you have actually have physical manifestations, you know, like you, if you learn to listen to your body, you can pretty much figure out that there's something going on that you haven't dealt with or something got said that you didn't respond to the way you wanted to. So I think tools of just kind of slowing down I'm also like eventually learn, learning to lose the shame because it does, it's not constructive. Uh, to just kind of let go and to just kind of be in the moment, try to show compassion for yourself and for, for people around you and uh, particularly people who are, you know, newcomers and people who are fighting an, an active, you know, physical compulsion, you know, I feel like, uh, I think the, the program has definitely made me more empathetic without a doubt. I did buy into the stigma of addiction. Um, you know, I definitely would call myself names like something out of a movie, like Travis Bicklin, you know, taxi driver and where he talks to himself in the mirror. <laughs> that was me looking, talking to myself in the mirror. Only I didn't have like a, 
a firearm at the end of a, you know, of, of a drawer uh, mechanism, you know, I, I, mine was like, you got this, you can control this. This is your last day. And then I, I think the program gave me the tools to realize of like, you know, I need to give myself over to something greater than myself and to a system and to a set of principles that, you know, that many people had been, been through before. And, um, it's working for me now. That's amazing. I I love what you said about the shame piece. I mean, it certainly was uh, my constant companion for the whole 48 years before I got here. (laughs) And one of the, you're a late bloomer too. I'm a late bloomer. Um, and one of the miracles of recovery has been that I no longer have to walk in that space anymore. And, you know, just the ability to cut myself some slack and show myself some grace has, like you said, also been able to be extended to all the other people in the world. But it says here in the reflection that after joining AA, I started seeking daily guidance from a power greater than myself and learning to listen for that guidance. And then I began began to make decisions and act on them rather than react on them. And I think I'm hearing you talk a little bit about that higher power in, in mm-hmm. the piece that you just shared. And I, and I wonder if you would share with the audience, you know, what your higher power looks like to you and how you sort of came to believe and whatever that is for you. You know, I'm a pretty fairly kind of, you know, fairly analytical person in that, you know, maybe it's not the most graceful way, but I felt like I need, it was a piece I needed to figure out and, you know, for my third step. And, um, so I, you know, I, I, uh, I came to, 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 to realize that, um, or I thought of where I thought about it was that, um, that I believe in a, in a group consciousness and, um, I can't explain why, um, animals, you know, evolve, but they do. And it's something that I don't have an explanation for something greater than myself. So I cobbled together my higher power if I had to put in some sort of uh, some sort of diagram or whatever. I don't know. This is very, <laughs> very hackneyed, but I came to believe that, you know, that a group conscious could change behavior, could change me, could change others. That's sort of my that's the way I conceived of it about 18 months ago. I mean what I needed to kind of get started. I just believe that, you know, if I just um, listen to myself in the morning, stay off of drugs and alcohol, (laughs) go to my meetings um, and not convince myself that I, that I have it all figured out and that's okay. And that if I, you know, it's, it's, you know, actually like listening to people and what they've been through that um, I find that to be instructive, but I do you know, I can't, I, I can't explain why, you know, um, good things have started happening just because, uh, I've become a better listener and a better, you know, more empathetic person and decided to kind of take my foot off the gas. Yeah. I don't know how graceful that is as an explanation of a higher power, but it's an ongoing project, I guess. There, a, a guy who's been in the program in my group longer than, you know, me, so got like years and years on me. He's just sort of like, the whole higher power God piece. It's like, it's not about coming up with a system or something. It's just realizing it's not you. 
<laughs> just get past it's not you you know uh Derek world didn't work maybe it's <laughs> better to give something else a chance so that's kind of where i'm at i love so. the simplicity in that that's beautiful i'm hearing gratitude for your sobriety for mm. each day oh man what else what else are you grateful for what 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 else is, uh, has the, the program given you in terms of the promises? Man, I just, I, yeah, I, I'm just so grateful to not have that anxiety every day. I'm just so, it's more of like not, I mean, I'm grateful for things I do have, but man, I'm really grateful for things I don't have. I don't have that monkey on my back. I'm so grateful I'm not robbing Peter to pay Paul or moving money here and there. I'm really grateful I'm not thinking about trying to keep my lives straight. I'm really you know, I'm really grateful that like, you know, I'm not hung over. I'm really grateful that I'm fully present with my, with my children and my family, with my, my child and my family. I'm really grateful for the degree of humility that all of this, you know, has come from all of this. Um, I was really grateful for, for the chance to kind of, you know, get in touch with my life and, and really just kind of like slow it down, take stock, stop looking out the window of a speeding train more like you know take my shoes off and walk in the meadow for once you know it's been really nice it's been really nice and i'm really grateful for the people that show up to my group every every day or every other day or every week and the people that you know are patient and that are willing to share you know and kind of fearlessly just kind of overshare and, and, and give the give the best of themselves and share the worst of themselves to, you know, it goes a long way that that's that shame piece of just realizing you're not alone. You're not alone in, in having screwed things up or being irresponsible or having done the wrong thing or indulged yourself to the point of, of, you know, kind of delusion. What do you tell the newcomer that, um, that you meet in the rooms? Mm. Well, I haven't met any newcomers recently. I've usually just watched them over, over the Zoom calls. I guess the main thing for me, man, is just the, the whole thing of lose, 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 check the shame, you know, just, just it's, it's okay. You know, it's okay. You're not alone. Many people have screwed, screwed this up. Many people have fallen um, victim to this disease. If, if, I think if you can check, if you can check that initial kind of, you know, the embarrassment and the stigma, if you can check all of that and just kind of relax and just give yourself over to, you know, just concentrate on the day, what you got to do, which is mainly don't put chemicals in your body. You know, that's just sort of uh, the one guy when I first got started was just like, your job is to just do the next right thing. So, you know, when I was scrambling around trying to recover in a week, uh, I, I realized it, it's, it's not a linear project. It's really a cycle, you know, you, you kind of, and, and once it's taken, you know, takes some doing to kind of realize that, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, groundhog day, I guess, you know, have some compassion with that. You get, you'll, every day is a new chance to kind of start over. Don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up too much. Cause there's plenty of people willing to do that for you. Amen. Have you forgiven yourself? Do you need to? I think, I think I have to some extent. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There's some, I have my shutter moments. I have my moments where I'm like, I can't believe I did that. I, 
can't believe I did that. But, you know, I try to just remind myself of, yeah, just be mindful of, you know, be mindful of what you've done, but like realize that like, you know, you're, it doesn't define the worst things that you've done. Don't define you as a person, you know, um, I have to believe that, you know, um, you know, what was it? Robert Downey Jr. said something was like, um, he goes, I'm not my story. It's beautiful. It's so powerful. Yeah. My sponsor says 10 miles in the woods, 10 miles out of the woods. Like it just takes us time. But what I've discovered in this journey, because I too have cringy. Right. <laughs> and cringy is like a cute word <laughs> for, yeah. for some of the moments I have. Um but, but those have turned out to be the greatest gift I have to offer other people. So over the t- over time and sobriety, I've been able to sit across from other women who have done the exact same horrific things that I thought I should kill myself over mm-hmm. and say me too and show them that there's a way out. And uh, today, those things just don't hold the same power over me that they did even a couple of years into sobriety. So for whatever that's worth, I thought I would share. Yeah, um, I, I, my my wife put a magnet on the refrigerator that said that you know um, we're we're better people than the worst things we've done. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, Derek, is there anything else you'd like to tell the audience before we wrap? Nah, there's plenty of people who tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep on keep on trucking. Keep right your nose on. down. I don't know. <laughs> Pick up a book, you know, call your mom. Awesome. <laughs> Eat your vegetables. <laughs> Make your bed. <laughs> Make your bed. <laughs> awesome. Well, Derek, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been oh, a pleasure thanks. talking with you. Thanks so much, man. I, I really, I was shocked when you asked me to do this. And um, yeah, it's awesome, man. It's, it's really, it's really, really cool. Oh, your, your message is going to help a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a, thanks that's for, message. thanks for stepping up. Sure, guys. Nice meeting you. Thanks so much, Derek, for stopping by. Thanks to you, the listeners. Appreciate your support. If you want to follow us online, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash Daily Reflection Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Reflector. You can read about recovery on our blog at blog.dailyreflectionpodcast.com. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.